0: Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, I have
1: Kaz Amos back in the studio with me today and you may remember Kaz as she has been a special guest on Hey Soul System, many times. Hey, Kaz.
2: Hey, Mel. How you doing
1: today? Yeah, I'm really glad you're here because oh, you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Um, oh, so, Kaz and I today are going to look at. Duh. I know. I was trying to say that with a little bit of like, like dread, an evil tone. Evil tone. Narcissism. Doctor Evil. <laughs> oh,
2: now there's a good example of a narcissist. Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. Yeah, straight in.
1: Absolutely. It's all about him. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Absolutely. So, for many of those of you who listen and you've heard Kaz before you know that Kaz is a counsellor and she's a psychotherapist and she works with many of the women who are trying to rebuild their lives after leaving domestic violence at the charity that I run Got Your Back Sister.
2: Exactly right that's exactly what we get to do together in our world which is fantastic.
1: Yeah yeah about helping and supporting women get over the trauma and that they've experienced.
2: Mm-hmm. and also over some of the narcissists that they've met along the way.
1: Absolutely. Mm. And I would say we meet women from all walks of life and they have that one thing in common that they've survived an abusive relationship and quite often at the hands of a narcissist.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And can I also add to that all ages of women as well? I think it was a misconception that I had when we first started working together at Got Your Back Sister. I was had an idea in my head that it was a young woman's problem, that being emotionally abused. And what I've learnt is it absolutely is not. Yeah, It is not just a young woman's problem. We see lots of women right across the age span of, of our lives and I'm, I'm constantly surprised and I should never take for granted that um, I think I know exactly what box everyone fits into because it's just not like that.
1: Absolutely. And I would say as well women from all different cultures and socioeconomic or geographic yeah. areas. Yes. I say I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be because I'm quite often approached by different women in various situations who want to share their story with me about mm. being in an abusive relationship and often at the hands of a narcissistic partner or husband. And even to the point I was in day surgery and about to be wheeled into theater and the nurse, it was popping the cannula in my arm, stopped to share and tell me her story. Wow. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Which which I, I'm always open to, to be honest. I'm open. I'm happy for people to share their stories with me.
2: Because that's how we get better together. Oh, absolutely. how we, we give each other room to, to share and give each other permission to I suppose, expose and be vulnerable together so we can support one another.
1: Absolutely, and I think as well, quite often people feel that they can share with a stranger or someone they don't know because there's so much shame and guilt around unhealthy or abusive relationships and it can be scary uncomfortable I'm looking for a stronger word to share with people you know that you're worried about the judgment but to yes. share with the stranger yes you know, you're, right, you're most vulnerable
2: with the people who care about you the most that's why i think it like you say it is easier to share with a stranger not being afraid of what they might say yeah. and uh, and mostly they would li- just listen and not try and fix you
1: yeah yeah absolutely The beauty of
2: and and that's the beauty I suppose of a role I get to be in in my life as a um, counselor is I get to be that neutral person and I get to listen and hear and support
1: yeah so we've been hearing I believe more and more about narcissism and people talking in the media and even just generally in in life about narcissists and I think as we're talking about it more, people are kind of asking that question, well, well what actually is a narcissist? And I know, Kaz, that you have been um, talking that through It Got You Back, Sister, over the last month or so with some women who come to uh, to our building for our programs. So, Kaz, give us a definition. What actually is a narcissist?
2: Okay. So, first of all, the definition is, comes from the Diagnostic Statistics Manual of (laughs) Mental Health and Illness and um, and that is a diagnosis that's been around and talked about since the early 1900s. It was officially put in as a personality disorder in 1980 and it is made up of nine key characteristics. So a narcissist or a a person with narcissistic personality disorder has a grandiose idea of who they are. They fantasize about unlimited success and power. And that's, that makes me want to put an evil laugh in there because, <laughs> you know, that whole idea is that a fantasy, yep. not actually a reality. They have an idea that they are special or unique, but to the elite. Yes. They require excessive attention and admiration from those around them. There's a real sense of entitlement to who they are. They also have great envy of others who have more. Their behaviour, and this is one of those very damaging things, it's they're exploitive of others around them. So they will take what they can from who they can and they have a very arrogant attitude. Did Did I I chuck in lack of empathy? They're mostly known for their lack of empathy, which is an inability to connect emotionally. So we have those as part of the diagnostic thing. But then when we talk about a narcissist in everyday life, we're probably noticing some of those as personality traits in people that we're connected to or people that we see on TV or in the media.
1: Yeah. So why are narcissists so dangerous? Because we actually talk about that. And I've I've read articles about that go, narcissists are dangerous.
2: They're dangerous because they're not thinking about you. Yeah, they're they're, about rel- they're only thinking about themselves. There is an inability to connect with the emotions of other people. So even in a simple way to be able to say, did I hurt your feelings when I said that I'm really sorry? That does not exist. Yeah. And you are left with these feelings of I just hurt. Yeah. And that's not able to be acknowledged by that person. I have a list of five signs here. Should I go into that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Of what? What are the signs that you might look out for if you are in a relationship with a narcissist? And we might call them red flags or signs mm-hmm. of unhealthy relationships. Yeah. The first thing is, and it sounds so nice, is they're super charming. You meet this man or woman, yep. and they absolutely bomb you with love. And it is called love bombing. Yeah. Where it is an excess of I love you, you're amazing, look at you and, you know, you feel amazing and, and it feeds your ego and maybe you've been lacking that. Yep. And so you think this is wonderful, it's so exciting and I've met this new person and they think this and this and this about me, but it is too much too soon.
1: And you, I'm guessing for the person that's on the receiving end of that charm, narcissistic charm, that they're getting that chemical hit in their brain, you know. The, is it the totally dopamine, hit? dopamine so, you know, with
2: a little bit of oxytocin? Yeah. The oxytocin is that bonding chemical, that bonding neurotransmitter that makes you feel close to somebody. Yeah, there's lots of that always in early yeah. um, stages of relationships. Yeah, and when it's uh, teamed with all the goodness that you were hoping for, you're the one I've always dreamed of. You're mm-hmm. this. You're that. You're, and there's a little inkling inside you that says. That's wonderful, but is this too much too soon? How could they possibly be in love with me if we've only known each other for a week?
1: And really, it's not real love. It is a tool or a tactic,
2: indeed, to exactly. actually entrap
1: somebody. And I think that's the difference. It's not it's not true love.
2: No, and that's exactly that in answer to that question of why is it so dangerous? Because it is a way of reeling you in setting you up to feel very comfortable only to change suddenly and become manipulative or critical of you. So that I have those down as two other signs, that they will manipulate their fake emotional states in order for you to feel bad for them so that you can do more, be more, and then it becomes about being right.
1: So actually it's about feeling their ego not uplifting you or your
2: that's right so it starts out as that super charming you're uplifted and then that turns yeah and you are not doing the right thing maybe you're not sitting right maybe you're not eating right using your cutlery right and having a false sense of security yeah that hang on a second we were wasn't this amazing yeah and what do I need to do to make it amazing yeah and a narcissist will play that game of both sides of the coin they will
1: love you and then they will criticize you and then love you and then criticize you and so you're kind of left floundering going I, uh, what have I got to do to get back to that and maybe I'm doing something wrong because you know I was loved last week yeah and everything was okay and now it's not and I'm doing something wrong yes and, and what not- am I doing
2: wrong yeah what have I possibly done wrong this time and I could hear the panic even in the reenactment of what that <laughs> might look like and that is that panic sets in And walking on eggshells, if you notice yourself walking on eggshells with your partner, that is a sign. And it's time for you to ask yourself, why am
1: I walking on eggshells?
2: Is this okay?
1: It's a little bit like that movie, Sleeping with the Enemy. Remember with Julia Roberts and she Mm. was with that guy, her husband, and, you know, right at the beginning, you know, she's beautiful and and you you actually think, oh, he's going to be okay. You know, he's the adoring husband, but Mm -hmm. then it's like, boom you haven't got the can spacing the right way and the um I mean that's extreme and and the hand tails lined up and then he would punish her
2: yes yes And
1: so she was always trying to be the good girl yeah
2: always trying to win that love yeah yeah that that initial charming self always trying to find that yeah, yeah.
1: and she actually even talks about that in the movie she's like but when we first met it was the happiest days of my life and You know, the honeymoon was amazing and then it all started to change in ebbs and flows, the waves up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: those moments can get closer and closer together so you have less joy and more criticism. Yeah. And our natural instinct is to go back and try and find the joy and recreate the joy again.
1: Yeah.
2: But if we're doing it with a narcissist, they're not going to notice that. They're not looking at you. Yeah. They're looking at how you're serving them.
0: Yeah. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram.
2: That is also another one of the signs is that they never ask about you. They're not that interested in how your day was. They're not that interested in whether you like a certain thing or what makes you happy or can we do this together. It's very one-sided. Isn't it nice in a healthy relationship (laughs) when someone says, how was your day? Absolutely. We walk in. How was your day? Oh, thank you for asking. That's so nice. Those sorts of things go missing.
1: So simple and easy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, because they're, they're little connectors. Yeah. And I guess that something about a narcissist is they don't know how to connect. Yeah. The last one, I think that's four, number yeah. five. And this one is really, I think, very important to me because this is a new term that I've heard and it's coercive control.
1: I've been hearing that a lot lately as well. Yeah. Okay, so, tell us about that.
2: Coercive control is a pattern of emotional abuse or control that you see over and over. It's a precursor to violence, physical violence. If This is a form of emotional abuse. Yep. So the pattern continues and you see that. And I attended the White Ribbon Breakfast last year and this is where I first heard the term coercive control. And so I put it in my phone, I go home, I Google it. And the lady on the day who was speaking, the guest speaker said that coercive control in our country is not something that anyone can be charged for. So excessive texting, abusive and maybe subtle abuse. She said that her abuser killed her rabbit in front of her children and she said, what's they going to do, ring the police and say, He killed my rabbit. Yeah. Those kind of measures, they don't fall under the law. Yeah. But they are very, very damaging and quite traumatic. Yeah. That is coercive control. And one thing to um, applaud the UK for is that they have now put coercive control as something that is a person can be charged with. And I guess that covers things like stalking and yeah. um, you know being on media as well. So that that's absolutely the behaviour of a narcissist is a pattern of emotional abuse.
0: Yeah. Wanna fill your soul with more? Go to the sisterco.com.
1: Without revealing or breaking breaking any confidentiality over the years, mm. do you have any examples, I suppose, of things or behaviours that narcissists have done and the impact that they've had on their partner or whoever it is. Or it might actually, you know what, narcissist could be a narcissistic parent.
2: Yeah, okay. So, and I think that sometimes that's how you uh, find a narcissist in your life is maybe you met them when you were a child yeah. and you had a parent yeah. that often made it about them Yeah. and couldn't really parent you because they were so caught up in their own world. Yeah. And, and if that's you- who we find in our adult life. Yeah. And we say, oh, I recognize that. I'm okay with that person. I had a parent. I survived.
1: Yeah. I had somebody email me years ago that they had had a a narcissistic parent and they were saying that their whole world revolved around the parent and it was as though as children their job was to serve that parent Mm. and that that parent could be incredibly cruel and critical To them, you know, to this person when they were as a child, and the devastating impact that it had on them, because they were always trying to seek the love, always trying to seek attention from that parent, and really the parent was incapable of that, and you know, and had no empathy, and. Because the, the world revolved around the parent, you know, this person who had reached out to me, um, you know, they'd been in therapy mm. most of their life because they couldn't understand or grasp the detrimental mm. or toxic nature of their parent. They had spent their life thinking I'd done the wrong thing or I wasn't good enough and I couldn't yeah. please my mum or dad. Yeah. And, you know, the, that
2: pattern of emotional abuse that a child experiences – that becomes their normal mm. and that's why as an adult sometimes we seek that person we find them in our life and go oh yeah that's normal because that's yeah. who I that's a similar personality to who I grew up with and it's easier because that as a pattern is predictable yeah and I can predict the explosion yeah and you're asking a question about what are those consistent things yeah it is the pattern and that predictable nature, even though it's explosive, even though I'm walking on eggshells trying not to rock the boat, I know that the boat's always going to be rocked. Yeah, And so I, I then have my own pattern of response. And I, that's the damage that a narcissist can do in our life is create a pattern of response in us that leaves us um, always in that fight or flight, freeze mode or trying and, Usually in vain, to get the attention and the love that we never got in the first place.
0: Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email Melissa at thesistercode.com.
1: So, Kaz, tell me, when is someone an asshole and when are they a narcissist? <laughs>
0: You know I- what I mean? You go. It's, it's, it's like
1: it's like the it's like the argument, uh, not the argument. It's like the statement. When, um, if you're having if you're having an argument with somebody, when is it an argument and when is it abuse? When is someone just an asshole, and when are they actually like a toxic narcissist?
0: What's I- the difference?
1: I- I'm laughing because I actually googled it. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: you. <laughs> I googled it yesterday. I was thinking, how else could I put this into words? How do I know the difference? And I think the difference is there are people who have narcissistic traits, they're your assholes. (laughs) (laughs) And the person who is completely self-absorbed and to the point that they have a personality disorder, it is dysfunctional. Their life is a string of broken relationships. Their career is attempt after attempt at the next best thing at the most, you know, that person who's constantly chased. Chasing the wealth and never getting it—that yeah. is totally has a, the the reason it's a disorder is because it gets in the way of normal functioning.
1: Yeah.
2: So sometimes we can live with ourselves. Yeah. And we can be ourselves, ourselves, and go. You know what? That were actually that really wasn't that kind, and I will apologize. And we can make peace. So we can work around those personality traits. We can shift who we are, and we can change who we are. But we can't change anybody else. Yeah. That's something about a narcissist. We're we're never going to change them. Yeah. The thing that cracks me up with a narcissist, you can't tell them they're wrong. Yeah. No, you've got a problem. Oh, do I?
1: Yeah.
2: You're going to tell me, aren't you? What's my problem? Yeah. Because they're always right.
1: Yeah. And I think I read once, it's something that you just touched on. A narcissist will never not be a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't fix them? mm No. Yeah.
2: So stop trying. Yeah. You really you need to get out. That's right, which is a really good lead into our solutions. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. And again, you know what? I did my Googling homework and uh, there was this beautiful list that said um, five solutions to... Being in a relationship with a narcissist, number one, stay away. Number two, stay away. Number three, stay (laughs) away. Number four, stay away. And number five, stay the hell away. So that's one thing is being able to spot a narcissist and moving away from them. Don't cross the street to be with them because you've known one in your past. Notice them and say, you know what, you stay over there. I don't need you on my side of the street. It's okay, keep walking. Mm -hmm. I will find a different path. I will meet a different person. I will maybe get to know who I am so that I can attract a type of person in my life that I want to be with. Yeah. Not another version of the same thing that I possibly grew up with or was around as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, other than staying away, which would probably be number one, find other people in your life that are not narcissists and spend time with them. Yeah. Get to learn what I don't know. Maybe spend some time volunteering or doing something outside yourself that requires you to be kind and empathetic, have yep. some compassion. Yeah, those are not the traits of a narcissist. Find the, those traits somewhere else, and then find them in yourself, of course. Yeah. My always my favorite from Brené Brown is to uh, define your boundaries, and you do that by making a two-sided list. What's okay, what's not okay, and you can have a conversation with your partner about what's okay and what's not okay, and you can agree on that together. Yeah, it's okay to speak to me this way, it's not okay to speak to me this way. Yeah, that's actually quite a kind, loving approach to a relationship that does not put anybody down, and it doesn't put my needs above your needs either.
1: Yeah,
2: one thing which is always really, really hard accepting who and what you cannot change. It's the first line of the serenity prayer, isn't it? <laughs> Lord, grant me the strength to accept things I cannot change. I hope I have not misquoted that.
1: And it's like recognize the things I can't. Something like that. Something yes. like that. Exactly. You know, we yes. know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah and yeah. that's a hard thing sometimes because we often go into relationships unaware of our need or desire to change somebody else. Yeah. And
1: it's hard to get out of
2: that. It's a pattern. Yeah.
1: I was a target of a um a narcissist once, and it was actually a female. He was a friend. And that was that was a really interesting experience and I didn't recognize it until the end. There were all these little signs I now know. I'm like, all these little signs and things that I saw along the way. And I went and had counselling about it with Shalotta. Really? <laughs> you know, my beautiful mindfulness guru, Shalotta yeah, therap. Yeah. I went and had a counselling with her about it and she's like, okay Mel, let's look at the signs and things that that happened in the lead up to this. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there was this, this, this. And she was like, the signs were there. You just chose not to acknowledge them. Mm. You kind of, you knew, but you just kind of, oh, no, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. Until actually that narcissist got incredibly vicious.
2: And that's the danger in that relationship, in any of those relationships. Yeah. The interesting
1: thing is that in media...
2: Narcissism as a disorder affects more men than women. It's like a 75 to 25% ratio, give or take that middle bit. But in media, the majority of movies where narcissists are portrayed Mm -hmm. are mostly women.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Because it's funny, in my mind, narcissists are men. I'm not saying that's right, but in my mind, they are. (laughs) So I was shocked to encounter a female narcissist. And in the end, it was very interesting when she got very vicious and I was shocked at the lies that she had absolutely twisted reality Mm. and created these stories. And I was shocked. I was like, how on earth could you have gotten that from that? It was astounding. But I suppose that's the whole thing with the narcissist. They can't go. I played any part of this, I'm responsible for anything. Everything is everybody else's fault.
2: That's right. The finger is always pointing outwards yep. to everybody else. It's a blame mentality. Yeah. It is not a responsibility mentality. Yeah. And it's when you meet somebody and they don't share that same set of values as you mm. because their number one value is themselves. Yeah. It is hard to understand it's like it almost doesn't compute because they don't come from the same place as you.
1: Absolutely.
2: But they're very good at tricking you.
0: It's the manipulation. Mm -hmm. The manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast.
2: The last two little things. It's not your responsibility. A narcissist will make everything your responsibility. You're actually not responsible for changing them fixing them making them happy you can't do any of those things yeah so allowing yourself the space to not be responsible may end up stopping you from walking on those eggshells when you are in a relationship with that person any kind of relationship yeah they're scary people
1: absolutely <laughs> And stay away from them. Yeah. Yeah. In case you haven't got that message, stay away from them. Stay
2: away. Yeah. Spot them. Yeah. And then stay away. And again,
1: even in friendships, you know, if you can, if you can look out for the signs. Yeah. Do that. And I actually found an article in Psychology Today that had 10 different things to look out for you know, in, in, for a narcissist or narcissistic relationship, I'm just going to quickly rattle them Mm. off. So one was um, they love to talk about themselves, charming, but romantic, which Mm -hmm. you had mentioned, lack reliability and follow through. So we'll talk about grandiose plans and things they're going to do, but don't actually ever follow through with it. They're after instant gratification all the time to fulfill their own needs. They're rule breakers. And boundary violators, so they will violate your boundaries.
2: Yes, and that's exactly like the sign of being like part of the solution. Yeah. When that is a reoccurring thing, there's a sign for you. Yeah. Yeah, they keep pushing my boundaries. You know what? Maybe I need to move my boundary right out of that space.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They have a sense of entitlement. They are incredibly manipulative and will use romantic behavior, again, charming behavior to manipulate, but will also constantly Put other people
2: down. Which you can is- hear that when they talk about other people. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because I'm really grateful that you've come in to talk about this because they really are dangerous.
2: They are, and it's the cause of such pain and the emotional abuse side of it. I feel that that's where mm. we see um, meet a lot of our ladies mm. when they're recovering from the mm. effects of um, people who just are self-serving and destroy other people in the process in their emotional well-being and it's so heartbreaking
1: absolutely we meet women every day that have been i don't like to say the victim the survivor well of the and you know what we meet the brave back, ones yeah
2: we meet the brave women who are really ready hmm. to change those patterns who want to create something new for the future for themselves and often their families too yep. which is a huge courageous move
1: yeah if you're recovering from a relationship with a narcissist because we again we see women that are broken Mm. by them what's the best thing they should do
2: get support around them of people who are not narcissistic yeah so don't choose that narcissistic parent to support you through your recovery (laughs) of narcissism and get in touch with any other support services emotional support services like your psychologist or your counselor or a trusted friend build other relationships where narcissism and self-serving is not the purpose yeah so you can see the difference yeah it's really important to notice the difference because a narcissist is so good at pulling the wool over your eyes and limiting those people in your life so finding them again is really really important to either moving away from a narcissist or just noticing the difference between what a quality relationship looks like and one that is self-serving
1: yeah Kaz, if people want to find out more about you or get in contact with you, what's the best way they should do that?
2: They can go to kazamos.com.au or they can find me on Facebook or Insta.
1: Yay. Yeah. And if anybody wants any further information about Got Your Back Sister, it's just gotyourbacksister.com and it's sister with an A, S-I-S-T-A, just like hey soul sister. Just like hey soul sister. <laughs> okay. Thank you, my lovely friend. Thank you for coming in and sharing. You're very welcome.
0: Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.